0: Welcome into another great edition of Strong Style. This one called Awesome. If you follow along, I think you know what that's all about. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. That makes me your amazing host. That makes you my amazing listening audience. And that makes us ready to start the show. Now. Obviously this is uh mid almost late week. I promise you nothing from this week am I putting into this show. This is all stuff that happened last week, so that you are prepared for this week. Um we will talk UFC fight night. We will preview the UFC event coming up this weekend. We are so close to Bellator starting back. We are so close. Um We are what else are we talking? Uh, Ring of Honor had just some fantastic moments AEW's got some crazy things going on Everybody's got something crazy going on This is was WrestleMania season So if you weren't already trying to, to really boost up You are now Whether you're WWE or not Because if you're WWE, you're gearing up for your biggest event of the year The end of your fiscal calendar. I'm pretty sure WrestleMania is the end. It could be the beginning. Either way, they're approaching the end of their fiscal calendar. They want to make everything look good for the investors and everybody else, plus themselves. Uh, If you're not WWE, then you're trying to gear up because you're trying to compete with them. You're trying to steal those few... Extra viewers here or there. Either way, let's get into it. I'm going to start with Monday Night Raw. You know how I, I like to do it. I like to start Monday and work towards the end of the week, um, except for as I've been doing the last few weeks. I'm going to I'm gonna go Raw. I'm going to do NXT. I'm going to do SmackDown. Then we'll, we'll hop back into Tuesday and, and move forward from there. Uh, we start off raw with Miz TV. Uh, this was this was remember. These were all the last WWE shows going into the last Raw and SmackDown going into Elimination Chamber. We will talk about that. And for those of you who don't know why I called the show what I did, well, trust me. By Elimination Chamber, you're gonna know. Well, we start off with Miz TV that has McIntyre. It ends up. Uh, pretty much the Miz is trying to call his shot at this point. Did he follow through with it? Well, I'll we'll see. Because the Miz pretty much tells McIntyre, "Oh, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till you win the elimination chamber, and then I'm gonna take you out." Well, we'll see. Uh, we had Cedric and Shelton, or Cedric Shelton and MVP against riddle and lucha house party i wwe i'm serious about this it's unfortunate because it is uh it is no slight towards the other competitors but pretty much any match that's going to have matt riddle in it or more than likely jeff hardy i'm fast forwarding through just had enough of them so maybe that's just one man's opinion i'm just not i'm just not into it but in this case i'll tell you at least won the match and that would be uh, Matt Riddle, who uh, ended up beating MVP. MVP did something to his knee. He came out on a crutch this following week. I, I will give you that update. Uh, I think he just tweaked his knee. I think he's going to be fine. Uh, but I'd look for him to not be in action for a couple of weeks, just to be on the safe side. Um, Bad Bunny is, uh, of course, the 24-7 champ. He pinned our truth uh, he's, he's doing something pretty interesting with it and it's, it's different to have him on that at some point, somebody will take it off of him and that's fine. But this, uh, you know, normally they do one offs with celebrities. Maybe they're the one who sings the theme song to one of the pay-per-views and that's fine. Or, uh, you know, they have them come out for one match or one backstage settlement, uh, segment or whatever. But uh, they're kind of like this Bad Bunny thing. They're pairing him up with Priest, who they clearly have strapped a rocket to. Um, it wouldn't surprise me in 6, eight, ten months, Priest is in some sort of main event. He's good. He's really good anyway. But uh, Bad Bunny's a 24-7 champ. Good for him. It makes some funny moments with R-Truth playing off of him, because Bunny can play into him as well. He's, he's pretty funny and pretty uh, fast on his feet. Uh, they finally put an end. To, well, I was kind of liking where they were going with the Charlotte, Lacy Ric Flair thing. But they had to end it, or they decided to end it, because Lacey is real life. That's RL there for the younger generation. She is real life pregnant. No, it is not Ric Flair's. They made sure you knew that as of this week. But, uh yeah, so she's, you know, obviously going to be off TV for a good while, uh, while she has her, I believe this is her second kid. I know she has a, a daughter before, but uh, congratulations to Lacey on that, you know? That's what's lost in all of this, is, is everybody's talking about, well, Peyton Royce needs a, a tag partner or something to do now. Uh, what, now the storyline with Charlotte's gone, and Ric Flair is not going to be around as much. Well, hold on. Congratulations to Lacey on her pregnancy. Congratulations. That's where I'm going to go with that. Uh, we had Kofi take on the Miz, where if Kofi won, he was uh, going into the Elimination Chamber because the Miz backed out. Miz just said, you know what? I've got the money in the bank. There's no reason for me to go in the Elimination Chamber. I'm I'm pulling out of the match. So he does. So Kofi says, well, I'm a former champ. I'll just go in. And uh, the Miz has a problem with that. Understandable. So Adam Pierce says, how about this? Kofi, you take on the Miz in a one-on-one match. Kofi, if you win, you're in the Elimination Chamber. Miz, if you win, Morrison can go. Because Morrison was conspicuous by his absence, but he was out last week. Um, we have no idea why. But he was back this following week. So um, here's what it is. Uh, but Kofi wins, so he ends up being in the Elimination Chamber match. Good for him. Uh, Lana took on Shayna. I like that Lana's getting to face some of the more high-profile people. Her wrestling is getting better. Um, I kind of like what she's doing a little bit here and there. But uh, she's still really, really green to this. But I think she's doing a good job. I don't know if it's her husband working with her or uh, Natalia or whoever it is in WWE. But you can see that she's getting better. So, you know, congratulations to her, even though she lost the match to Shayna, as she should. Uh, Then we had this big gauntlet match where the winner was going to be in the last pod of the elimination champion. You know, it starts with two. There's four people in in single pods. Uh, They go off randomly. Well, they won't be random if you know who the last one is. Uh, But it starts off with AJ and Kofi. Uh, AJ beats Kofi. Uh, then Drew beats AJ, Jeff Hardy comes into the match, Drew beats him, Drew beats Randy Orton when he comes out, and then Sheamus beats uh, Drew. He is going to be the last one in the pot, which is a a big advantage in this match, and we will uh, get into that when we talk about Elimination Chamber. But for now, let's talk about NXT. So Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong are in the ring. Uh, they're trying to make heads or tails of why Adam Cole kicked the crap out of, of Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, so Finn Balor comes out, and then that brings out Pete Dunne, Oni Lorkin, and Danny Burch. So we kind of get that whole uh, trio versus trio thing going. Uh, it's interesting if they pair those three together. Uh, and it's interesting to see what they're going to do with uh, Dunn, Oney, and Birch. They seem to be running as a pretty decent trio. Seems Dunn is the clear leader. it uh, be interesting to see what they do when Pat McAfee comes back because I figure right around WrestleMania season, which uh, is going to be in the next couple weeks, and we're going to see Pat McAfee come back. So we will see what they do from there because the obvious opponents they could have are not going to be so obvious very, very soon. Uh, first match they actually had was Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon took on Candace LeRae and Indy Hartwell. This is a good match. These are four people who could work uh, with Hart- Hartwell being the, the the younger, fresher of the group, but, and, you know, not as big a veteran as the other three. It didn't matter. She she holds her own in there. I, I think it's a good pairing putting her with Candace LeRae and, and Gargano and, and, um, Austin Theory, I think that's a good little group. I kind of like that because most factions, if they are three or four people, they're they're all the same gender usually. So, or if there is, you know, maybe there's a manager involved or stuff like that. I, I like the fact that all four of them can wrestle and that you can do mixed tags. You can do regular tags. You can do. You could actually do a four on four mixed set. I mean, you know, have those four against another set of of uh, guys and girls, and you know, there's a lot of things you can do with that, but. Shotzi and Ember end up with the win, and that one that was kind of their their make right when they didn't win the Dusty Classic, I believe. I think that was them still saying, "Yeah, we still want you to look look good and and have the good fresh win." It's just not going to be for the tournament because the winner of the tournament gets to take on Shana and Naya, which I believe is coming up next week. And obviously uh Raquel Gonzalez and uh Dakota Kai were the ones who won that particular thing there. Uh they had a little bit of a face off with Shayna and Nia. I don't I don't know why they're pushing them as a team. I really thought one or the other were gonna get a call up and they they didn't. So I even thought maybe both could get called up, but I feel like Shayna and I are going to easily win this. They're going to keep the women's tag titles because you're building all these teams up on Raw and SmackDown. It would make no sense to put the titles in NXT because nobody from Raw and SmackDown outside of Shayna and Nia are going to go but go to NXT to get the titles back. So it just it's a weird thing. But uh, KC Squared, as I call them, K- KC Cannizzaro, and... Caden Carter took on Aaliyah and Jesse Kamiya. You know, they come out with the uh, Robert Stone. Uh, that, that I'm a big fan of that guy. I, I really like what he did. I, I liked his career before he was Robert Stone. Uh, but he, he is actually uh, building a decent little stable there. I think he's uh, one more talent away. If he has three in there, you know, one to push as a single and one to you can leave Aaliyah and Jesse Kamiya as a tag team. I, I very much like where this could go. It's, you know, you got to you gotta kind of build up some stuff. The tag division down in NXT is, is pretty interesting. You don't need to make these teams like Shotzi and Ember, uh, Gonzalez and, and Dakota Kai. You already have KC Squared. You've got Aaliyah and Jesse Kamiya. you I mean, there's a lot of, of good, solid teams that are already there without you putting singles together. So, we'll see what they do, though. Like I said, uh, if, if I were NXT, if I was WWE, I would uh, find more, one more to put with the Robert Stone group there, and I think they'd be off to the races. There's, there's a lot of potential in what they could do. But uh, KC Squared gets the victory on that one. Told you about the face-off between uh, Gonzalez and Dakota Kai and Shayna and Nia Jax. Uh, Kushida took on Tyler Rust. Tyler Rust, man, he has had a heck of a year. Because back during the shutdown, he was part of the Ring of Honor tournament, I'm pretty sure. And then like he after he got eliminated there, all of a sudden it was like two weeks later, he shows up on NXT. That's a heck of a signing. You're good for him. He comes out with Malcolm Bivens, of course, who actually, while Kushida had the double wrist lock on Tyler Rust, Malcolm Bivens... Waved to the referee and said, call it. Even when it's got to get hurt. Okay. That could be a storyline going down the road. Uh, Zoe Stark, who... I can't remember if it was Impact Wrestling or if it was AEW, but we saw her not long ago, and now they think very highly of her, as we'll get into on next week's show. They think very highly of her down in NXT. Uh, She took on Valentina uh, Faraz. She won her debut, of course, and then we got Pete Dunn or, or Pete Dunn, Oni Lorkin, and Danny Birch taking on Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong. Well, the original trio or the better trio wins this one, and Dunn, Oni, and Birch, which is going to set up some stuff for for next week or for what happened on this week. But we'll talk about it next week. Uh, let's go to SmackDown. We had this uh, big thing in the ring where Edge comes out, Roman comes out, Jay Uso's there, Paul Heyman's there, Sammy Zayn's there, and it pretty much is, is like a new CW show. It's yeah. Edge is trying to figure out what he's going to do. We'll get to that in a minute. Because uh, I believe... No, that's something different. Okay. Uh, we get the first match. we get Apollo versus uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura gets the win in that one. Big E is down by ringside, of course. And, you know, we've had the thing where Apollo is has uh, challenged Big E for the, was the Intercontinental title about a billion times, and he hasn't won it yet. And so now they're going to turn Apollo bad. I don't think it mattered up to this point. You could say good or bad. It's just it's... Ridiculous that they're just going to keep doing this and pushing them there. When if anybody should challenge Big E it's Shinsuke Nakamura, who is like three out of four in his last matches with wins. It just I and I like Apollo. He's local. He's from uh, right down the road, Stone Mountain, from where we do this very show. And, and I like that they're they're behind the kid and they they're finally going to do something with him instead of him just being in random matches. But it just it, it just makes no sense that he's just stepping right over Shinsuke and and uh, like I said, he's took on Big E a handful of times already and come up short. So we're just gonna keep going till he wins. That's uh yeah, it's not a very good thing. Of course, Rollins comes back. It's gonna be good. He comes back in time for WrestleMania, as I said. Seth Rollins, he's somebody this show needed. Because by WrestleMania, you're gonna need some, you. A big name a big time performer the Messiah is definitely that I don't know who they're gonna pair him with um I'll throw this out there why not Kevin Owens That's a headliner if you said Kevin Owens Seth Rollins okay i'll I'll take that all day it, it could they could be playing Chinese checkers and sure I mean. He's playing backgammon. I'm in. Mean, why not? let throw that out there. WWE, Rollins versus KO. I'm buying if you're selling. Uh, speaking of KO, Edge and, and uh, Kevin Owens, because basically Edge made his rounds and talked to everybody from the Elimination Chamber while he was walking around the back. Okay, good for him. Uh, the Riot Squad took on Natalia and Tamina, which is still a weird team, but they they actually they do okay. Uh, Billy Kay, of course, comes down there and, and ends up uh, interrupting the Riot Squad a little bit. Where Natalia and Tamina end up with the win. I want to see where that Billy Kay storyline is going because so far it's the same thing every week. She, except for she's finding a different way to somehow interfere in the matches that are costing the Riot Squad. Um, so either one of two things is going to happen because they're too far in the back out of this. They can either put her in the riot squad. She can be accepted in. Or she can uh, get completely ran down by them and she picks a partner to go against them as a redemption thing. And it works out that way. One of those two things, I believe, is what's going to happen. I can't lie. I'm still a big fan of of, uh, Bad Bailey, as I call it. Uh, Evil Bailey, however you want to call it. But uh, She has her own talk show now called Ding Dong Hello. She has a door and everything. She makes people walk through the door. She made Shayna and Naya walk through the door. They finally had to just let one another in because they both couldn't fit through the the door at the same time. It's pretty funny. Uh, She had them on. The wine dude came down. Sasha came down. Bianca came down. Uh they're just they were trying to build up a last minute match for Elimination Chamber that ended up kinda of being a dud. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh let's see. The Mysterios took on Otis and Gable and uh Dolph and Rude were down at, at ringside. Uh the Mysterios end up with the win there. I, I like that. That was a, a good solid showing for them. And, uh, you know, after obviously Otis and and Gable did some, you know, beat him up and stuff like that. It'll be interesting to see what they do because the thing that has helped Gable the most, the times he has done the best, in my opinion, in the WWE, is when he is in a more natural state. Well, if you don't know who his dad is, go look up up, uh, uh, Dan Gable. He is a wrestling legend. By wrestling, I mean uh, amateur wrestling, mat wrestling style. Uh, but when he when he was part of the tag team, I wonder whatever happened to his partner. He, like, disappeared like Richie Cunningham's brother in, in Happy Days. And Otis, I think you could push him as a, a more evil bruiser with Gable kind of as, like, the, uh, the, the ringleader, you know, the lion tamer type thing to keep him under control and unleash him at the same time. I, I kind of like that dynamic, and we'll, we'll see what happens with that because it looks like Otis and Gable, even though they lost, are probably are probably higher up the pole as getting tag team shots than, than uh, Ray and Dominic, which is just goofy. And let's see, then that led to Sammy Zayn, Baron Corbin, and Jay Uso taking on Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, and Cesaro, a.k.a. the six people in the Elimination Chamber SmackDown match. Uh, Edge was actually down there at one point. But Daniel Bryan got the victory over Sami Zayn. I could see these two tangling somewhere down the road. And that all set up the Elimination Chamber. So while we're at it, why don't we just talk about the Elimination Chamber, since we already talking about that, and then we'll come back through everything else. We'll talk UFC and Bellator after that. Fair enough? Fair enough. Elimination Chamber. It started with the SmackDown Chamber. That was won by Daniel Bryan. Good for Daniel Bryan. What a heck of a win. But it's the one that makes the most sense. They haven't built Cesaro up enough. He's getting there. And Daniel could win and then clearly lose to Roman. Because instead of happening later on in the night, Roman comes down and said, this match happens right now. He was going to take on the winner either way. He took him on right there. And uh, even though Daniel fought back pretty good, a couple spears and a guillotine later, and Roman retains the SmackDown title. Now, Edge comes out and spears him. And pretty much says, I just made my choice. So we're going to get Edge versus Roman Reigns for the SmackDown title at WrestleMania. Great main event. Great main event. I like where that can go. I think they are both at a stage where they're going to make each other look great. Up next was Matt Riddle versus uh, John Morrison. John Morrison. Because Keith Lee was injured. So, Morrison stepped in as the second competitor in the match versus Lashley. Basically, this was the opportunity to take the title. Two things. Keith Lee didn't matter in this match. I don't think. Because I don't think he was going to win this match. Which is sad. Because that means he was just filler. Uh, Two things. One, they wanted to give Matt Riddle the title. Because, like I said, he's the new Jeff Hardy. And they just want to make sure that I fast forward through at least 20 minutes of their show every week. So that's going to happen. And two, to get the title off Bobby Lashley. Now, why is that important? Because I do believe they're going to start pushing Bobby Lashley in the heavyweight title picture. And we will get to why here in just a few short minutes. Just trust me on that. Up next, you had Shayna and Nia Jax, the Women's Tag Team Champions took on Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Well, no, I'm not the world's biggest Sasha fan. Bianca's okay. I think it's a little too early for her to be pushed the way she is. But hey, that's my opinion. And for all the momentum that Sasha and Bianca have had recently, this match was a dud. It was a whole lot of nothing. And Shayna and I are retained. So you took two of your top stars on SmackDown. You took two of your top stars. Stars on Raw, and yeah, made a big cluster right before the Raw Chamber. Good job. It was filler. That's all it was. It was filler. You're better off doing one of those obstacle course cha- challenges again. But whatever. Now everybody can go back to their separate ways of doing different stuff. Then it brought up the Raw Chamber. Remember, I hinted towards earlier something that could happen. Well, who won the Raw Chamber? How about Drew McIntyre? Great retain, by the way. That's pretty stiff competition in that chamber. He held off everybody. He won the match. And then, who should appear? Nope, everybody just said The Miz is wrong. It was Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley come out and just ran over Drew McIntyre. And then The Miz comes running out. Uh, does a little bit of back and forth with McIntyre. Then his skull crushing finale. The Miz is your new Raw heavyweight champion. And that is awesome. One of am a big Miz fan. and And also... This is the change up they need. This is our this this is my whole thought on this thing. I'm not gonna tell you all the tie ins, but it of those of these three people that were just involved in that last moment, I think this is what they're gonna push for the raw heavyweight championship match at WrestleMania. You're gonna get the Miz. You're gonna get Drew McIntyre who's gonna say, Hey, I get a rematch, right? which he does, and then you're going to get Bobby Lashley in some sort of triple threat. That's what I think. Unless they they do something goofy and burn one of them early and make it just a one-on-one, because Miz and McIntyre would be pretty good. Miz, McIntyre, Lashley, I think that's just the change-up and something different. Hey, and even I'm okay with either of those three winning. And yeah, I'd like The Miz to have a little bit longer reign than this. Uh, I, I don't have a problem if McIntyre were to take it back. But if you tell me Bobby Lashley finally gets a, like his WrestleMania moment and becomes the world heavyweight champion, I'm in. I don't I don't even want MVP. He can come down there. I don't want him interfering in the match whatsoever. I don't, I don't care if he gets kicked out or not. But if you give me those three, take my money. I believe. That is a match that could steal the show. And I hope that's what they're going to work towards, because we already know the SmackDown main event. We we told you about that, Edge and Roman. Raw has got to do something to try to compete with that. And while star power is not quite what it is with Roman and Edge, uh, The Miz, he calls himself the most must-see WWE superstar. He ain't joking. He's one of them. He's a big star in and out of the ring, not just because he has a TV show. When P walks down the street, people know who Mike Mazzanin is. People know who the Miz is. Drew McIntyre, he ha- he just held the belt for almost a-, a whole calendar year. And then Bobby Lashley, the guy who should have been in the title picture 10 years ago. I like it, and I hope that's what they go with. I really do Hope that's what they go with. Now, let's run through some of the rest of the wrestling action here, and then, like I said, we'll do UFC. We'll do Bellator, and we will be on our merry way. Impact Wrestling. Josh Alexander took on TJP for the exhibition title. You remember Josh Alexander won... Uh, the X-Division qualifier match at the pay-per-view, and they immediately didn't feel like trying to build this up or anything like that. They went ahead and burned that shot out of the gate on the following week's show. Well, obviously TJP won that, but Alexander brings a different dynamic. If he's going to compete in the X-Division, he brings a different dynamic that I very much like. He's not a big frills guy. It's kind of like FTR with AEW and... and, um, FTR, the the tag team, is they do a couple flashy things, but they are just by-the-book fundamentals. That's Josh Alexander. And, uh, you know, the fact that he got an exhibition title shot, hey, that's great. That means they consider him a high enough talent to put him in a title match, even if he didn't win it. And the more you keep getting put in those situations, the higher they think of, and eventually you end up getting one. But uh, TJP retains in that one. You get then we get another multi-man match that includes Willie Mack, Davari, Suicide, and Trey Miguel. Trey Miguel is somebody they are trying to push. He is basically the third member of MSP that is now in now lighting up NXT's tag division. But uh, Trey Miguel getting a little bit of a push. It seems like him and Sammy Callahan are going to end up facing each other. That's an interesting clash of styles should be fun. But he wins that match. Uh, you get Hernandez with Brian Myers takes on Matt Cardona with Eddie Edwards. Cardona ends up with the win in this one. Cardona and Myers, it's weird. <laughs> this is what's weird about them. They obviously are the former Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. They were the Majors brothers before that. They were a tag team. Then they were the tag team there. They split them. Going back together a little bit, and they both got released. They have a podcast in real life together. They are super best friends, and the first thing Impact Wrestling wants to do is make them face each other in some weird storyline that has to do with an eye, an actual eye, not the luck And uh, when we talk next week, there there was a funny quip that Scott Demore kind of took a shot at WWE about a dumb storyline. But uh, we'll get to that next week. Uh, McCardona with the win there. Uh, it was weird. He showed up in AEW for a week. We didn't see him for about another three weeks. And then he showed up with Impact Wrestling. Looks like he's going to stay there. I guess AEW just didn't have much for him or, or they were a little slow out of the gates. And he moved on, as he should have. He could potentially be a world champion in Impact Wrestling. and then uh, And then, you know, move around from there. With all their ties to to New Japan and AEW and uh, AAA in Mexico and CMLL in Mexico, there's a chance he could cross over and be a big star in any of those. Then we got the debut of Finn Juice, as they are called. It is uh, David Finley, the son of Fit Finley. And Juice Robinson, who was a, let's put it this way, Dusty Rhodes. This was one of his favorite and last students that he really had his hands on. And uh, Juice Robinson has is, is just bloomed into uh, a big world star. But uh, Finn Juice apparently is, is part of the crossover from New Japan to... to Impact Wrestling, and they took on Reno Scum. Reno Scum's a good, solid team. It, it was very good. The four of them did a very good job. Of uh, it was a really good match. But Finn Juice, of course, wins. Then the Good Brothers come out and say, "Oh yeah, we recognize you guys. You guys used to carry our bags." To which Finn Juice said, "Yeah, we did, but that was a long, long time ago, and that was in a different country, otherwise known as Japan, otherwise known as New Japan Pro Wrestling." And um, yeah, we don't cu- we don't carry your bags anymore. And it's good to see you guys not drunk and hungover, which seems to be a storyline they are pushing. That the Good Brothers like to drink a lot, and that maybe they showed up drunk to matches. No comment. But uh, Finn Juice and the Good Brothers—that's that, going to be a, a good. That's going to be a good feud. It doesn't even have to be for titles, but it probably will be. And uh, this is part of New Japan. Crossing over. So we will see what other kind of talent exchange we get. And then we had Tennille Dashwood who beat Nevaeh. It seems like Nevaeh and her partner Havoc are just on a weird losing streak. I don't know where they're going with this. I hope they don't break them up. They're the best team they actually have. I know they're not the champions, but they don't need to be. They don't have to be. And then Moose took on Tommy Dreamer. They're really building up Moose. I'll be honest, it's time to move the, I keep saying it, it's time to move the belt off of Rich Swan. if Moose is the one to do it. Okay. I, I think Moose with even a, a, lo, a, a two or three month title run would be great for his career right now. I think it's the right move. He has evolved a little bit. And it would also give him a chance to unify the TNA belt that he keeps carrying around with the Impact Wrestling belt that is the actual one Rich Swan has, and get rid of that TNA belt. Let's see, AEW, you get Hangman Adam Page and Matt Hardy took on the Hybrid 2, which is On Helico and Jack Evans. They're a, good, they're a really good team, but uh, Page and Hardy win that one. and uh, they're eventually going to face at the pay-per-view coming up where they're basically going to win each other's paycheck, it seems like. Okay, this is uh, occasionally AEW had these moments where we feel like we're in the late 80s, early 90s WCW where we have things like uh, Judy Bagwell on a pole match and other random stipulations that even Jeff Jarrett TNA used to get into. So, hey, they're going to win each other's paychecks, basically. Great. The women's tournament, you know, they're doing a big women's tournament. There's a Japanese bracket, there's a regular bracket, the American bracket. In the American one, you have NWA champ Serena Deeb, who took on Rio, who was one of the first champions, I think she was the original champion, in AEW. Well, she ends up getting the win over the current NWA champ. thought it was a fantastic moment, and it was uh, different to see that they were actually going to push That they're actually going to push Rio a little bit there, uh, as opposed to Serena, who they've pushed for the last couple weeks. You get Orange Cassidy with Chuck Taylor, the Kentucky Gentleman, Chuck Taylor, who took on Luther, who had uh, Serpentico with him. Of course, Orange Cassidy gets the win there. Uh, Luther's a fun performer, Uh He's a weird matchup for Cassidy, but it was actually a fluid match, and I give I give them both credit on uh, it, it looking as good as it did. The Young Bucks, who are the tag champs, took on Santana and Ortiz. They're called Proud and Powerful, on top of being in the inner circle, of course. Uh, the Young Bucks end up keeping the titles in this one. We all knew they were going to keep them, but Santana, Santana and Ortiz are probably still the second or third best team in AEW. I, I would put F T R somewhere between those between those three, you could put any any two or three of them in a match and it would just be just lights out great. Speaking of F T R they got the win over the Seidel brothers. I did not I knew there was Matt Seidel. I did not know Mike Seidel was the little brother. Uh but as good as the Sidell Brothers are, FTR, of course, gets the win there. We heard that next week, I have not seen this week's show, of course, and that I believe on this week's show, the return of tolly Blanchard, first time he'll be in an actual in-ring match since like 2016, 2018. I don't know. Either way, that'll be kind of fun. But FTR beats the Sidell Brothers there. Then we get the main event. You get Eddie Kingston, or and the Butcher and the Blade, and the Bunny was at ringside. Can't forget the Bunny. Versus John Moxley, Lance Archer, and Ray Phoenix. Uh, Moxley, Archer, and Phoenix get the win there. And look, everybody knows Lance Archer is really good. Everybody knows John Moxley is just unreal, and everybody knows Ray Phoenix is. Just not of this world. But the fact that Kingston, Butcher, and Blade could have such a just knockdown, dragout, fantastic fight with the three of them shows you the kind of workers that those guys are. The Butcher and the Blade and and Kingston are always in these big high-profile matches because they're good enough to be in them. But didn't get the win of course. Uh it made the it probably made the bunny sad. You, you just can't make the bunny sad. You know? It's just mean. Uh l- lastly, let's get into Ring of Honor. I told you they had some just uh, uh some really cool moments and, and a really cool match. Uh you had Bateman with Vita von Starr who took on Mike Bennett. I thought it weird that Mike Bennett's wife and mother of his child I think she's two, two kids now. At least one. Maria Kanellis. Um Maria didn't come out with him. She actually showed up in the, the segment after that, which was the, the follow-up match. Just kind of weird. Uh, but Mike Bennett beats Bateman. Matt Taven comes down and Taven says, hey, I'm going to break his leg. Unless Vincent comes out, well, Vita von Star had already ran to the back. Her and Vincent are standing in the back. He goes, "I'm not going to do what you want me to do. I'm not going to give you this match. I'm not going even uh, I'm not going even come down there." And his camera feed shuts off. So Bateman takes a pretty shattering shot to the the uh, the leg. Be interested to see if if he's out for a while or uh, what they do with that. Uh, another match they had was Dragon Lee Kenny, and Kenny King from, uh, you know, two-thirds of the Los Ignorables. Amy Rose come out with them as well. Took on the Briscoes with Flip Gordon out there with them. Or Flip ended up coming out there. And uh, in the process, Dragon Lee and Kenny King got the win. Kenny King, a product of Atlanta, trained right here in Atlanta. So uh, good to see him win. And, and once again, when you get Roosh, you get Dragon Lee, and you get Kenny King, it's three, it's three of the best wrestlers on the planet. It's it's just unreal the, the things they do. But uh, they get to the win over the Briscoes. It's, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Briscoes do because they did just recently reunite to be a tag team. We'll see if they go for... Some sort of tag team gold, or if they end up splitting them again to do some solo stuff. And then the last match was Shane Taylor and SOS, otherwise known as Shane Taylor Enterprises or Shane Taylor something, took on the Mexa squad, who were the Trios champions. And they are Bandito, Ray Horus, and Flamita. Well, Shane Taylor. SOS did a good job to keep everybody at bay. Shane Taylor started single-handedly, pretty much running through the Mexico squad. And uh, he uh, did his uh, drill claw, basically, pile driver to Flamita. And now Shane Taylor and SOS are the new Trios champions. Congratulations to them. About time they won some gold again. Shane Taylor should be in a world title picture. I, I'm just going to say it. they it, Trios champion, great. Shane Taylor needs a, a, a title shot, and I'm with you, Shane Taylor, on that. Now let's talk some UFC. Because there's not really a lot of Bellator. Not right now. It's It's real close, real close. Probably next week we'll have some Bellator things because uh, I've seen some things going on that uh, I think we're going to talk about Some of the big matchups from UFC Fight Night. You get Tom Aspinall versus Andre Arlovsky. Tom Aspinall gets the submission. Round two victory a minute and nine seconds in. Tom Aspinall, super guy. I heard him on, interviewed him on. I think Michael Bisping had him on his podcast. He just sounds like a super dude. But uh, Arlovsky will regroup. We'll, we'll see him back in the in the uh, octagon pretty soon, I believe. You had Alexia Lenick, who took on Chris uh, Dawkus. Dawkus gets to KO in round number one, just a minute 55 in. What an incredible turn of events that was. A lot of people didn't think it would end that early. A lot of people had a Lenick. Well, you're wrong. You had Jana Kuniskaya took on Ketlin Vieira. We really thought Vieira was going to rebound. I was wrong on that one. Unanimous decision to Jana on that one. All these divisions, just when you think there's a front runner, Sometimes there is, for the most part. When you think there's a front runner, somebody comes out of nowhere and upsets the apple cart, and good for Jana. And then we get the main event. Curtis Blades, one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Proves it over and over and over again. Took on Derek. My balls are hot, Lewis. That's what a lot of people know him by. But it turns out Derek Lewis is a pretty good fighter. Here's a story on Derek Lewis. Years ago, I think he he may have even had a prison term or something. They said, but he walks into an MMA gym and he says, "I'm going to be the world champ." And they go, "Okay. Well, uh, have you wrestled before? No. You boxed before? No. Uh, karate? No." Jiu-jitsu? No. Have you done anything before? No. Probably besides fighting in the street? No. He's been learning everything from scratch, basically, and he's actually gotten pretty decent at some things, and he got good enough to where in round number two, just a little over a minute into it, he dropped Curtis Blades with an uppercut from hell. He kept waiting on him, and as soon as he stepped into it, he unleashed it on him. Congratulations to Derek Lewis. The heavyweight picture has been featured in the last handful of in the last handful of uh, UFCs. So it's going to be real fun to see where they go from here. And I mean, Derek Lewis, you, you got to consider him to, up there. He's got to... Potentially have a title shot. The only problem is, is right now you have, let's see, you have, gosh, who is the, you're going to have, there we go. Yeah, Stepe Miocic. Who's going to take on Francis Ngannou. And the winner of that gets John Jones. And then the winner of that, I guess, then you have Derek Lewis. It's a long time to wait. Lewis is going to need a fight somewhere in between there. I mean, right now he's number two, so he doesn't need to fight anybody else. Because if you say, okay, well, if he's number two, he should fight maybe number three. Well, that's Curtis Blades. He just beat him. He's actually already beaten Ngannou as as well. Well, then you go, well, what about number four? Well, that's, uh Jerzino Rosenstrike. He's fighting this weekend. Well, Alexander Volkoff. That's number five. Well, how how far down the list are we gonna go? And Derek Lewis says he wants to take on number six, Alistair Overeem. The way Overeem looked in his last fight, I hope not. It's gonna be it might be terrible. Derek Lewis may make him look awful. Just awful. So I I mean I really don't know what Derek Lewis is going to do. I mean I guess if Alistair's up for it, give him Alistair because I—I don't. You just can't go much further down the card. I mean, maybe Volkov, but you just can't go that far down the card without it just not making sense. But that leads us into this weekend's event. Another fight night this Saturday where let's go with the prelim fights. Let me just tell you some of these. You get Dustin Jacoby's taking on Maxim Grishin. You get Vince Cachero taking on Ronnie Lawrence. Sabino Mazzo is going to take on Alexis Davis. Alex Oliveira, yep, think you know who he is related to, is going to take on Ramazan Kermenamedov. Medov. think you know who he He's with. Look, what about Angela Hill taking a fight on short notice versus Ashley Yoder? Those are those are two girls who are going to throw bombs. You get Alexander Hernandez is going to take on Thiago Mo- Moises. That's the prelims. You get to the main card. We get Alex Caceres is going to take on Kevin Crew. Jimmy Rivera is going to take on Pedro Munoz. You get Montana De La Rosa, Mayra Bueno Silva. You get Magomed Onkalev. It's going to take on Nikita Krylov. And then you're going to get, I said it just a minute ago, you're going to get Jarzino Rosen, Rosenstrike. I'm going to say it. it. I look at it and I say it backwards every time. Jarzino Rosenstrike is going to take on Cyril Gane. The heavyweight division, man, that's number four versus number seven, and you got to think whoever wins that has got to be looking at Curtis Blades, Volkov, you got to be looking at any of those people that I just mentioned just a handful of minutes ago. Man, that's a loaded card. Like I said, we're going to get Bellator stuff going starting next week. Just so much going on, and like I said, just I have seen Raw, I have seen NXT, and I have seen Impact Wrestling for this week. I'm going to watch AEW as soon as we are done with this show. I'm going to dig into some UFC stuff. I'm going to dig into some Bellator stuff and have so much for you guys to talk about. We will see you guys next time on Strong Style. Go watch wrestling, folks. Deuces, gooses.